0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with people with lawful goals and people who watch Paw Patrol. I'm Adrian, as always, here with Paul. Let's get big factin'. Let's get no cappin'. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No
1: cap. Big facts. No. Cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap. Big facts. No. Cap. No cap.
0: Cap. No cap. All right, let's, 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 uh, what, what's, what's going on with you, Paul?
2: Not much. Recovering from an illness that I had last time we recorded, it got much worse mm-hmm. in the middle of the week. So if anybody has any critiques of the editing of the last episode, I was editing through a fever, so you should feel ashamed of mm-hmm. yourself for critiquing me. You weren't like uh, Michael
0: Jordan with The Fever? You weren't like doing your best? To, like You
2: were playing out of, out of your mind? The editing choices were going crazy, man. <laughs> My mind was on a different level. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing we said in that episode was original. I cut it all up and chopped it back together. You said it. For fragments. It was a completely Frankenstein episode. We should do that sometime. <laughs> Frankenstein an episode was editing.
0: Alright. Uh, Paul, should we uh, address the biggest news of the week? Please do. Well, two things. Trevor Noah leaving the Daily Show. Yes. We putting bets on who's replacing him?
2: Well, I don't want to put bets on it, but I do want to put out my name into the just general atmosphere. Top three. Let's go. Top three. No, no, no. I'm saying I want to put out my name oh your personally, name oh, okay so wait, your top
0: three is paul kawaja paul kawaja no, you're
2: the one who brought top threes up what i'm saying is i just want
0: why would you not suggest yourself if you don't think of yourself as best well, for the
2: well we can do that in a second and i'll suggest myself but i okay. just want comedy central okay. to know okay. that i am available my hours i could i could clear i assume he does it live so i could clear uh my what what is it my 10 o'clock to 10:30 slot mm-hmm. every night I can clear that for you, Comedy well, that's Central. A, that's
0: the thing about The Daily Show. It's not
2: actually daily. Oh, you're right. You'll get uh, some days off. Uh, Monday through Thursday. <laughs> I can clear that for you, Comedy Central. I won't be in the writers room. We're doing anything else. But I can show up in a suit and tell jokes about the news mm. for 30 minutes. And interview Tommy Lauren? And interview Tommy Lauren and then date her.
0: <laughs> the ultimate goal. <laughs> so, Oh, so you're trying to be like a John Oliver type uh, host. Wait, no. Uh, I thought
2: it was Trevor Noah who was dating her. He did for a little while, right? That was the whole thing. No,
0: no, Paul. That or did they just take out? What was the thing with him and to Tommy this Lauren? To me? I'm so confused. He he interviewed her, but they definitely didn't date. What are you talking about? No, John Oliver is the one who's married to like a conservative uh, person or whatever. Okay. I think like more than just she has conservative politics, Like she does something with it or something. But anyways. Um,
2: okay, top three. Uh, I think it's got to be a woman. I do too. I think that would make sense. I honestly I could see Comedy Central making the worst move of their life and trying to pick somebody off of YouTube. That's my that's my number that's my number one pick for Comedy Central's potential mistakes if they're gonna pick a YouTube comedian.
0: They're gonna do like a Lily
2: Singh. They're gonna thing. do a Lily thing or like a Philip DeFranco or something that would be like we'll get the kids interested. Mm. Uh I'd not not Philip DeFranco exactly, but like f- whoever the modern Philip DeFranco is.
0: I watched one of his videos for the first time in relation to the other thing I'm going to bring in, um, because he was one of the first people to put a video out about it. I didn't know he was just doing the exact same thing. Like, he changes his backdrop a little bit, I guess. I think he's kept in good shape, so he looks like he's looking good or whatever, but just the exact same style of content for, what, 20 years now?
2: Yeah. That's got to be exhausting. More than exhausting, I'm just... What does he bring into the table? I don't know who his audience is anymore. Yeah, he doesn't... He doesn't bring anything to it. He's like kind of has a point of view, but it mostly is just him doing like the front page of Yahoo News daily.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who it's for, but I mean, I'm not I'm not dissing it, you know,
2: and it is funny how it's like times got different. He went from he stopped using like he stopped having a babe of the day. And using them in like yeah. the thumbnail. That was a very funny transition in his career to like, bad luck now with the Me Too stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to cancel the babe of the day. I forget whatever he called that segment, but he used to literally just be like, here's an Instagram model that made my dick hard today. Was literally a segment.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. I don't think I was around for that one.
2: <laughs> I was around
0: for upskirt photo of the day. <laughs> So yeah, I think I don't think you're totally off base. I think they're gonna have to pick someone more established. I don't know who the correspondents are on that show anymore. But, yeah, uh, same.
2: Right, Trevor Noah and John Oliver were both correspondents, and they were the number one picks.
0: Enough of this international perspective. Let's get an American back in there. <laughs> that
2: is true. I, John Oliver and Trevor Noah was like a little bit like I don't know what I don't know what the media and the masters were trying to tell us from on up high that we needed these like. Funny sounding English people, people who speak English all wrong style to tell us about our politics. People who say zebra.
0: (laughs) It's like, hey, if you really hate America this much, why not just go back to your country and fix that one? I I guess if they
2: follow trends, though, the next funny sounding English nation has to be like Australia, right? Ooh, an Australian babe of the day hosting
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Show. I like the sound of that.
2: Right, though. That's the other countries. that Rebel speaks Wilson? English. <laughs> that's the other countries that speaks English in a silly way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I think that's a good hypothesis.
2: I think it's going to be Lord, number one pick, number two pick, Snail Mail. The whole band? I mean, there's whatever the lead singer's name is. I thought it was her project. Put some respect on her goddamn name, Paul. Uh-oh. Hey, I'm going to see her twice this year. I've, I'm given her enough money. <laughs> all right, all right. And
0: you do throw money at the stage, too, while she's t- just performing. <laughs> all right. You're like, get it, bitch. <laughs>
2: I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not engaging with you anymore. I tried to have fun with your pick three idea of that. For some reason, you were forcing on me, which I, you know what? I don't even like how confining I found that dynamic of I have to pick. Some- Fine, top however many you want. <laughs> I guess no rules or boundaries for Paul now.
0: It's just the wild, wild west with Paul. Otherwise, he feels constrained.
2: And now I don't like the tone you're taking with me. You know I work best when I'm being supported and loved, Adrian. (sighs) Sometimes it takes a lot
0: to support and love you. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I've heard that before.
0: Uh, okay, cool. Any other thoughts about the other big story of the week of, uh, the old expulsion of Ned Fulmer from the Try Guys that got, like, a weird amount of press coverage?
2: Can we get your opinion first? Because I didn't know the Try Guys, so I need your opinion of the Try Guys head.
0: Uh, he's getting the Oliver Peck treatment, bruh. Um, he's getting removed from all the videos. That was, like, the first thing that started the speculation. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was a guy who was, he's definitely, like, a lot of people say he was the least likable of the four. I actually find Keith to be the least likable, but I think that's for more specific reasons. Um, but yeah, he's not really a bad one to lose if you're going to lose one of the guys. It's more interesting to see what how they're going to go from here. Uh, if they're going to like add another fourth person or if they're going to stick with the three guys. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, like it was a workplace relationship with a subordinate. Like There was no other option than for him to
2: go. My take on this news story, me doing my Philip DeFranco take, is... Uh... I'm joking, this is not Philip DeFranco at all. It, uh, What's up, you beautiful bastards? <laughs> Look at the stupid poster of a monkey in my background, right, guys? That shit's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's so fucking weird, right, guys? It's monkey with a gun? God. I think they should do an Aunt Vivian and replace him oh. with a lighter-skinned guy. Oh. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's a cool and idea. just call him whatever, same name. it not get much lighter than that. Same, They have to, that's part of the rules of Aunt viving somebody. And give him- Otherwise it's not a an Aunt And give him the exact same name, and honestly, a slightly less likable personality than his original one.
0: It's hard to get there, dude, I'm not gonna- like I said, he was easily the least likable of the four for most people. Mm-hmm. Real yuppie, his big things were that he went to Yale and that he loved his wife and the kids uh yeah i don't know what tickles me is just that how much press coverage it's gotten it's so funny to me but i guess they have like seven like almost eight million subscribers on youtube so it's a big channel i guess but uh i just remember so many people having the like what is a try guy <laughs> response to it or like i think pierce was telling me about a tweet that was like a second try guy has hit the twin towers or whatever
2: <laughs> i saw <fought> that too <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah, that just kind of tickles me. I don't have strong opinions about it. I don't think it's a huge loss and, uh, there's a lot of juicy goss. Oh, I do like my favorite take so far, uh, cause I've been following the subreddit cause there's so many posts and like so many people so invested in the brand talking about it. But the person who made sure to make an entire post about how people who are being admonished for being parasocial in the way that they're engaging with the drama and how try guys mostly have a female audience. So it's very sexist the way that like, Men will have parasocial relationships with the sports team that they like, but no one makes fun of them. But when it's women getting parasocial with something, now it's just like liking sports. Yeah, I I was it was it was a reachus Christ, bro. Yeah,
2: (laughs) that's my favorite is when somebody does the like, what if we flip the gender thing and their example falls on its head. Because a lot of times when somebody does a well, what if you flip the genders? I, I think their point. Do, never sits as well with me as I think they does because if I like actually run through the flip in my head I'm always like would I be okay with that like what what are you trying to say again I think that would make me uncomfortable yeah. I don't know yeah so like that person's example of like oh if it was a dude nobody would care about parasocial with sports it's like I think I would I would make fun of a guy who liked a sports team too much I'd, I don't know if that really resonates yeah. with me
0: I make fun of myself for doing that
2: oh yeah We have an example on the spot of me making fun of you for liking some weird Italian team.
0: Yeah, I do the same thing when I talk about, like, making fun of people for, like, liking astrology or whatever. It's like, yeah, I mean, I think it's done when people put too much weight into it. But, like, you know, I think that my team plays better when I don't actually watch
2: the game. So, like, I have weird beliefs like that, too, you know? (laughs) Hey, engineering and science is just astrology for boys. I've been saying that. (laughs) that is a
0: hot tamale. (laughs) Anything personal from the week that you get? Any uh, roundup?
2: We've both started watching Rami, and I'll say that show stays good.
0: Yeah. Where are you on? Uh, are you on episode three yet, or still four or two?
2: five? I think. Oh, damn, dude!
0: I'm a- I just watched three. The Obama Spotify playlist thing really got me. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, is was-
2: Megan the horse was a very funny list.
0: Megan the <laughs> horse. I- and oh, the other thing, I don't know how many um languages the actor who plays baruch speaks but his spanish was really good really <laughs> nice yeah and then what is he he's doing the uh bad bunny song or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's translating the lyrics
2: explaining how it's obama's hint to hispanics that they should be more like muslims <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is a pretty cool point <laughs> and i think i think we agree with that
2: do you have any media roundup i've got like eight fucking
0: things so we can we can power through them uh i watched don't worry darling don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't don't go see it. That would be that would be my review for that movie. Don't worry, darling. You don't need to go see this movie.
2: They did tease themselves up for one of those reviews. It's only the, it's they're the ones to blame if anybody writes that review with that hook for the sentence. Mm-hmm, for the opening mm-hmm. sentence. Um
0: let's see, Crazy Milan game. Uh three goals in extra time to win at 3 1. It's kind of a snoozer until like that last 20 minutes, but man, those last 20 minutes are crazy. Uh I went to well, that one's not really that one's kind of boring. This one might be just for you and me. I went to my friend Charlie's place for a cookout yesterday. Mm. And uh I was the youngest adult by about like fifteen years. Maybe like ten years. I don't think Charlie's that much older than me. Just me and like five white couples that are older than me and their kids running around. And like I got there and I knocked on the door and one of Charlie's friends opened the door, not Charlie. And so he looked at me really weird for a while. And uh later on he apologized about it and was like, Yeah, honestly, I thought you were like a DoorDash guy or something, because <laughs> I was holding a thing of donuts. <laughs> And I was like, man, that is that is worse. He so should have just not said anything and just let that awkwardness live.
2: <laughs> that racial tension. That, that it's, I think that
0: I, <laughs> I think it's age and race a little bit to be honest, but
2: yeah. <laughs> that uh that is definitely like that's a Michael Scott level comment. I love that. <laughs> he didn't need to address it.
0: And to be fair, he was, like, extra nice to me for the rest of the time. Like, he brought, like, two bottles of pre-batched margaritas, and he was, like, refilling my drink. He was going over, like, refilling the ice for me. He was being real hospitable. But, yeah, at a certain point, we're just in there, and he's like, yeah, sorry about being a little awkward. <laughs> I was,
2: like, That's how white people it, are, good. man. Hey, I have a, a story that I, I don't know. Uh, to me, it's not that funny, but it's cracked other people up a lot. Maybe it's a, a showcase of my awkward personality. That's what gets people. But I once at my parents' house opened up a door didn't recognize the person standing in front of me apparently it was like my parents had recently gotten a new neighbor and they'd known her for like six months been becoming close with her she'd come over every day uh but i didn't know who she was so i opened the door i see a stranger i'm waiting for her to be like hello i'm here for blank reason But she's like, oh my god, Paul, I've heard so much about you, and goes in for a hug. I'm like, I don't know this lady. So as her arms are coming out, I grab her arms and do, like, a lift them up together and shake them (laughs) excitedly. Like, I do, like, a... Woo! like a yeah thing and then
0: it's literally a joke from Willie grace oh really yeah i yeah i can't remember who it was i think it's uh karen whenever she was like when people try and hug me i grab both of their arms and say good for you or whatever i do the oprah
2: or whatever dude that was immediately where my brain went i was like i do not want to hug the stranger so that's what i went for i went for like a duo celebration like a lifting our hands up
0: hey it's so nice <laughs> to meet you that's so funny and now you guys are best friends?
2: And now we're best friends. Nice.
0: <laughs> I guess those stories are funny. We can keep this in. I don't know if I want to add anything else from that, though. It was just a fun time catching up with Charlie. Um. Okay. From last episode, it uh, is a little bit awkward because we mentioned the place, but then the actual description of the food got cut out because uh, Paul made it sound like it was just a regular burger with like bacon and blue cheese on it. This friend this is from Dad's kitchen in Sacramento. Apparently they form it into like a full patty and the technique is that you cook it on the bacon side first and then flip it and cook the burger uh in the bacon grease as a cohesive like
2: medical. Wait, so you're gonna cut it out bacon. when I talk about this place, but then you're gonna bring it back in because now you're like, oh I've brought it in.
0: No, I'm gonna describe correctly what's novel about the burger.
2: And you're gonna attack me after cutting out the literal audio proof we had. uh, We can go go find the clip of you describing it poorly. Jesus Christ, Adrian, whatever. Do what you're doing. I'll I'll wait. I'll wait for you to finish.
0: Anyways, I went there. It was fucking fantastic. The burger was really good. And even the fries were really good. Uh, If you're a McDonald's fry guy, maybe they're not going to be exactly what you like, but it was that amazing combination of like crispy outside, but slightly like mashed potato-y fluffy inside. Uh, Fucking amazing. And they had a Terrapin uh, brewery uh, thing in the bathroom, which, you know. Shout out to Terrapin. Love that brewery. I don't think they carry any of their beer. I don't think they get that far, but it was nice to see. But like,
2: oh, now I'm done. You didn't get yourself a white man bond me? That's not from Dad's. That's uh, the other one. That's Golden Bear. Oh, okay. Never mind. Golden Bear was the one I was more annoyed by. How many of mine did you cut out? I think just those two. Rude. We were short on time. It was already a long episode. Whatever. Keep going with your 15 uh, media roundups. All right. Mr. Time is all that's important to me. <laughs>
0: Uh, I've talked to Paul before about, um, the rehearsal coming out, and they're becoming an entire extended cinematic universe of people on YouTube coming out with takes about it. Uh, Super Patch Wolf joined the group of people doing that, which I didn't really need him to. It was an okay video. It was a video about, uh, whether or not the Nathan character is real. And having met Nathan, I can tell you, like, it's, 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 that's what he's like. Yeah, he probably exaggerates every camera, but yeah, it's definitely what the dude is like. So I found the video a little bit tedious, but yeah, Mm. it's always fun. It's like, it's still better than 90% of videos. I love Super High Patch World.
2: There's part of it that's definitely a character. Like he understands what's funny about, hey, Dwarf City over here. Like he's not dumb. He knows that that's a bad joke.
0: Yeah, of course. What I didn't like about it is that it ended with like this meta commentary about how, well, everyone on screen is playing a character. I'm playing a character, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, of course, I think like, Your audience isn't like 12 year olds. Like, I think we understand that. It feels patronizing for you to make this point. Um, but I don't know. I guess plenty of bread tubey people make like parasocial relationship videos. So it is what it is. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, last thing YouTube rec. Uh, oh, another one, I guess. That was YouTube too. Uh, Dr. Fatima on, uh, YouTube. She's a recently finished PhD student who's trying to make it into the bread tube sphere. Just released a really good video on diversity in STEM, and she's, uh, she's a smart lady. She's got good takes. Interesting video. One of the few videos I watch in that sphere where I was like, honestly, wouldn't mind this being longer. And I do not say that about those videos in
2: that sphere. <laughs> what What do you mean? You don't need a 10-hour video on why Shark Tale breaks the gender norms?
0: <laughs> That's because Scotty Ackerman was writing on
2: that one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> on why the Jamaican characters in Shark Tale aren't offensive, and here's why. They're, it's it's actually a woke movie.
0: <laughs> first of all, they're Trini. They're not Jamaican, so racist of you that's the way you start your video essay
2: (laughs) oh yeah i'm doing a i'm doing a john oliver i i said i put the wrong country up on the map (laughs) and Uh, yeah
0: exactly (laughs) uh okay cool that's it for me and if you edit this half poll you can cut one of those out
2: i'm gonna cut five of those out.
0: (laughs) i don't like starting with animosity can we go back to being friends
2: i'm gonna cut dr fatima out because you know how i think about arabs making their way up in this world that
0: was maybe my most excited
2: I'm joking, man. Of course, I'll leave Dr. Fatima in. I sent you one of her videos. You didn't send me any comments. But I am going to cut out the part where you said that you're against Me Too and like racism. I don't know why you (laughs) brought that in as part of your media roundup. I'm definitely (laughs) going to cut that out.
0: I mean, it's not really appropriate for media roundup. That was my bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. More conceptually, too. I, we don't usually bring in I know large sometimes I bring in, in like issues. just <laughs> random experiences
0: as media roundup and that blurs the boundary, but like that was really just like no place in that section. <laughs> yeah, for breaking that up. All right, cool. You want to get into the theme?
2: Yeah, let's get into it. We're talking, Adrian, this episode, we're talking about law and order. I was gonna say I run the Jewel style rap group, it's never gonna work if it takes us that long. I was to... really
0: focusing on trying to do the dun dun sound after you said it. And so I was really just waiting for you to finish it on your app.
2: <laughs> bum bum.
0: No, it's very short. It's like ding ding. Bum bum.
2: No, I, I it's like dun dun.
0: No, it's like bing bing. Huh. There's no there's no reverb on it
2: svu must be different than whichever law and order
0: you're watching not svu i don't understand people's uh obsession with that show it seems like such an upsetting thing to want to consume so much of
2: it's very upsetting and very grim
0: but i guess i've never actually watched an episode of even regular law and order so i don't know maybe it's better than i think it is
2: Ah, uh, no it's not very good by the way our theme is actually the concept of law and order but let's just start with the tv show get that out of the yeah, way yeah. um My base exposure
0: to it is I knew mostly women who uh, liked SBU.
2: And then. Yeah, it's definitely a precursor to the whole like obsession with true crime. I guess so. The other one is that
0: my uh, old neighbor used to be a lawyer and so he would uh, watch it sometimes. And so when I was around in my neighbor's house growing up, that's like I would see clips of it. Mm. Which really seems like uh, I don't know how many doctors are spending their like after hours watching scrubs or whatever or Grey's Anatomy, but.
2: Maybe he just liked the show. I don't know why you're tying it to his career. I mean, it kind of seems like you're taking
0: work home with you. I don't know, man. Do you watch Silicon Valley when you get home from work?
2: No, because I'm reading, man. Mm. Not watching TV. Damn, bro. No, I'm joking. I'm watching YouTube videos by Danny Gonzalez when he's staying in a spooky hotel overnight. Is that a new one? Yeah.
0: I gotta check that out.
2: Yeah, the Law & Order TV show is... It's fine, but it is incredibly watchable it is the most like i don't know it's hard to describe like you can really just like you can just get lost in the rhythm of the episodes it's there's always like i mean i guess kind of in john mulaney stand-up he goes over it like the beat of the episode where like they find the body the cold open Mm -hmm. where the person finds the body the first person they interview who's like just a regular worker them that person leading them just a guy moving uh, boxes Yeah, just the guy moving boxes. That person tells them like a really impressive sounding lead and they go to that person and he's incredibly villainous and also the red herring. He's not the person Mm. who actually committed the crime. He's the person you kind of wish committed the crime because they're like the more villainous personality in the episode. Yeah, she came to the bar that night.
0: She was around 7.30, 7.35.
2: (laughs) okay new york bartender <laughs> what new york are you living in yeah something happened to her that you the murder police are here talking about her in the past tense
0: i was just gonna say i have to resist just doing the whole bit <laughs> and it's really hard it's so funny yeah all right anything about the concept more generally law
2: and or order which one's your favorite out of the two i'm a fan of order I really kind of felt cornered into picking one once again, like the beginning of the episode when you made me pick three examples. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Okay, we'll talk about law and order, but (laughs) pick any word that you like as your favorite.
2: (laughs) You know what? I think they go together as a pair. You can't have law without order. Oh, it's an emergent thing. I see. How often do you run into the law nowadays now that you're no longer a young rapscallion? That was something I used to keep track of in terms
0: of numbers. I think I've only ever been pulled over by a cop like twice in my life once because of my registration and once because I was stopped in the middle of the highway on the side of the road
2: well you didn't get pulled over then he pulled over you yeah, pulled yeah, him that's, over that's really great.
0: I pulled him over to the side of the road um and then other encounters there was one time where uh I to do another John Mulaney joke especially because he's cancelled his joke about when you see a wheelchair just on the side of the road just like <laughs> spilled over I was like something <laughs> happened there you hope it was a miracle <laughs> I was coming back home to the house that I lived in with Justin, senior year of college. And there was a backpack on my front lawn, open and just like thrown with like extra stuff flown out of it. So like clearly someone stole it, like took whatever they wanted from it and just kind of like threw it out into my lawn. Uh, so I had to call, a, this was before I was all acap. I called a member of the police to uh, come and uh, help me figure out what to do about that. Um, and I feel really dumb because I just took everything inside, put it in the backpack and I was like, yeah, I don't know what you can do with it. And the guy was like, whoa. And he looks into it and he's like, there's like mail in here with the address and the name on it. I guess I'll just go there. And I was like, all right, well, see, you you get taught how to do these things. I don't know how to
2: do an investigation. <laughs> you're like, yes, yes, yes.
0: Hmm. I was like, there's no chalk with like a bot. There's no body shaped chalk around here. I don't know how to start my investigation.
2: <laughs> but what if that mail is a false flag and it leads you to an address with a criminal?
0: And like, it was weird too, because there was like a bunch of different kind of weird supplies in the bag and like needles and stuff. Uh, it turns out it belonged to a nurse. So, uh, oh, hold on.
2: Wait, they, they followed up on this?
0: It belongs to a guy. He's a nurse. That's why it has all like the supplies and needles in it. Um, and. When he asked the cop, like, who found my, his bag, uh, he gave him my address, and so he came to my house to say thank you.
2: Odd turn of events. I would never like show up at a stranger's house to thank them. Uh, maybe I would send them a note if I felt really thankful. Like if there was a bunch of like cash they left in there or mm-hmm. something, I'd be like, okay, like let me send them like some sort of thank you communication. But I would not want to show up in person. I think
0: it was like him and his son. It was, yeah,
2: it was a nice gesture. Well, that story was appropriate in two ways. Yeah, that, that's definitely a story of law and order. You kept your community safe, Adrian. Yeah, I've only been pulled over once, and I've had a couple run-ins with police. Nothing too dramatic. I always tell the slightly funny story of being high in, like, high school, in, like, 10th grade, and walking down, I'll bleep his name here, but, like, Fergus's uh, mm. uh Neighborhood Street. And it was me, Fergus, Hunter, and we were walking down the street really high going to smoke more in the woods. Uh, we just smoked in Fergus's... Uh, cool, Paul. cool Paul's coming out. Usually doesn't tell these stories. We just smoked in uh, Fergus's, uh, what do you call it, garage. And we were headed to the woods to smoke more. And a police car is like starts driving up behind us. And it's only like 10 o'clock, but it was dark out. And I remember just, like, looking back, seeing the police car and being like, everybody, single file, there's a police car. And i that's always what gets me about, like, that mm. was my instinct. It'll look normal for single file. So instead of all walking shoulder to shoulder, now we're single <laughs> file, <laughs> one behind the other, walking in silence. And the cop pulls up to us, looks over, you, is just like, hey, fellas, kind of late to be out. Should be headed back home, don't you think? And uh, we're just like, uh, yes. i allowed sir. to give you a curfew? And we turned, I turned, man, we had weed on us when we were 10th grade. We got so scared, just, just turned mm. back around. We literally did like a 180 step as he was like, go back home. We're like, yep. <laughs>
0: nice. Uh, So, Paul, really quick. So, uh, within statute of
2: limitations, uh, how many crimes have you committed and what were they? Uh, have you ever heard of the Golden State Killer? I have, yeah. How many crimes have I committed? Um. Okay, let's... I don't know. That's so hard. Like, okay, we've both done various drugs. We'll count that as one crime grouping. I'm going to do the one hand about grouping. jaywalking. <laughs> uh, j- okay, we've both committed, like, jaywalking, but is that a crime or a civil... Like, is there a difference between a crime and a civil offense or i, I was what- just
0: listening to a podcast this morning when i couldn't when i woke up and couldn't get back to sleep about abolishing prisons or whatever and the guy had a little section where he was like let's talk about what we consider a crime and i was like oh i might be able to use this later and then i was like oh i'm still kind of sleepy <laughs> i'm not gonna retain this information
2: pirating media
0: oh yeah i've done oh. that which the beginning of dvds in the 90s uh made that really clear that that's a crime i wouldn't steal a
2: couch i wouldn't download a couch i've shoplifted i've shoplifted on accident before yeah is that a crime can you commit a crime on a- i think you can so yeah
0: that's that what counts. manslaughter is if you <laughs> kill somebody by accident
2: oh yeah there was that homeless guy that one rainy night on the winding road yeah okay they manslaughter too mm-hmm. for you oh sorry unhoused person mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that you <laughs> murdered <laughs> very respectful <laughs>
2: It was an unhoused person. I ran over it and the cop told me, don't worry about it. It's not even a person.
0: (laughs) He said homeless that night too and you're like,
2: "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh, unhoused. (laughs) I've driven over the speed limit. Same. I've driven under the speed limit or under the speed minimum. Mm -hmm. That was just to see if I could. Drink underage. I don't know if that's in the drugs category. Is this privilege that we can do this, but when a rapper does it, they actually get, uh, they actually... No,
0: no, no. <laughs> in California, it is now illegal to use
2: rap lyrics in a in a court case. Are we going to set the precedent for if it's legal to, uh... Use, use it
0: from a podcast? A podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know the Zodiac Killer? Mm-hmm. You're pointing to yourself, which this is a podcast, Adrian. This makes no sense <laughs> for the audience. Also, you're literally just stealing my joke about the Golden State Killer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but mine makes sense for time and place.
2: The zodiac killer was <laughs> before we were born. Yeah, that's my alibi.
0: <laughs> I did it with a time machine. That's the twist. Ooh,
2: that is a great twist. That's a good twist, right?
0: Go, honestly, take that out. <laughs> save that save that for me.
2: Save that for my novel, the time traveler is a murderer. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All right. So this is
0: Dear Annie this crime tore my family apart. How can I bring them together? Dear Annie, I have two grown sons, ages 32 and 24, and they are my oldest and youngest children of six. At the age of 15, the 32-year-old was accused of a crime that the family knows he did not commit, but the accusation resulted in his spending approximately 15 years in and out of the penal system. He entered a facility for adult inmates where he was, when he was barely 16, since he was charged as an adult my twenty four year old was the accuser at roughly age eleven. The prison. that
2: doesn't make sense the numbers six eight years apart, so why how were they eleven and fifteen? How'd they go from four years apart to eight years apart? Am I confused about who's who? No, you're right that doesn't make any sense because they're thirty two and twenty four now and at the time of the crime, they were <laughs> do you think that one's a dog and it's a little
0: fur baby, and so but that like makes the numbers not work. <laughs>
2: But at the time of the crime, they were 15 and 11. They went from a four-year gap to an eight-year gap.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. All right, we'll figure out that math later. My 24-year-old was the accuser at roughly age 11. The accusations tore our family apart. The oldest went to prison. The youngest and one other of my children were removed from my custody and sent to foster homes and group homes. Cut to today, years later, the boys are at war. Both are accusing the other of ruining my life. They have been around each other for... A few times, and most of those times were cordial. The last time was a couple of months ago. I live in Ohio, while the youngest lives in Missouri, and the oldest is in Arizona. I hadn't seen my oldest son in several years, so he drove to Ohio to surprise me. When he left, he had plans to go to Oklahoma to visit another sibling, but then decided to go to Missouri to visit the youngest and meet his niece and nephew. I was skeptical about this, due to threats that they previously made against each other. It went exactly as I prayed it wouldn't. They got into a screaming match hurling angry threats and insults at each other in front of my autistic grandson's second birthday party. Now they are saying that the other one is dead to them, along with the children. Annie, I can't divulge personal information regarding the nature of the alleged crime, but I can tell you that this mama is torn in two. The boys aren't asking for anyone to take sides, but we are all feeling jerked back and forth. What can I do, as a mother, to get two very stubborn, traumatized, and angry young men to get the help they need with their relationship? individually and possibly together we don't want two different holiday gatherings and we don't know how to tell the grandkid why their uncles won't be around each other what can we as a family do to bring the boys back together torn apart mother
2: man this one's sad man
0: i like how her biggest concern is that she doesn't want to have two christmases
2: (laughs) she's like i'm not a divorce kid i don't need two christmases i don't want two thanksgivings So obviously, dude, the only thing that a younger sibling could accuse an older sibling of when they're still alive that would get them 15 years is definitely a sex crime, man. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, that seems like the younger sibling. It's so crazy that she also says, I know they both know he didn't really do it. It's like, do you or are you protecting yourself from thinking of one of your children as a monster?
0: Yeah, because I don't know how that works in terms of like. Are there take-backsies from (laughs) accusations like that if you realize that your child is—if you get them to admit that it was fabricated or— But then,
2: so—I mean, it's tough. Like, I mean, hopefully they had more proof than a single child's words because, obviously, children, like, especially—they might lie about who it was because they don't want to tear apart the family— You can't really just go on a child's, the parents might be like compelling them to do a certain testimony, but then, so you need more proof, but once you have that other proof, yeah, you also can't like take, take back season because moms like this might force the kid to lie, to take back an accusation because they want the person out of jail. It's very hard to know.
0: Yeah, man. Um. So I picked this one over the original article that I picked because I felt like it fit the theme more, but you are right. Picking an actual law and order one is sad, man.
2: Man, it's sad, though. How do we help these boys get back together? All right, I'm thinking montage at Disney World. Mm, because you can see
0: how both of them have issues from this, right? Like the being taken from your family and moved into foster care. And then, of course, you know, being in, in an adult jail as a 16-year-old
2: sounds so scary. Am I allowed to say? I? This is out of my ability as an advice giver to solve somebody spent 15 years in jail and the other person presumably accused somebody of committing a sex crime against them this might be an unsolvable interpersonal issue these people might just not need to ever be around each other again
0: i refuse to believe that any relationship is beyond mending i'm one of those positive guys (laughs) call me an optimist i think i could get keenan and Kell back together that's how confident i am
2: all right adrian work your magic on these boys first of all you have to get them in the
0: same room so that's step one tell both of them that you were in a car crash and that you're in the er and you need both of them to come see you uh separately of course uh because you've been in a terrible accident and that's how you get them to the hospital in the same room next is get them to say one nice thing about each other
2: Ooh, i didn't think about that
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm
0: um And then uh, <laughs> you do something that makes both of them angry at you, so that they're united in their hatred of you. Uh, as many uh, anime have as an ending about how people solve world issues, uh, you make them hate you together, and that brings them together. Problem solved. But, then,
2: but then she might not get her Christmas with everybody together. It's a martyr thing. She, she will die in this process,
0: but everyone else will <laughs> have a single holiday <laughs> event altogether afterwards.
2: I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think that's a real solution. I don't think that's actually a workable solution. I don't think it's what this mother wants. (sighs) Well, I give up. What's a good brother movie that you could get them in the same room to watch?
0: (laughs) What's Uh, a good movie where the theme is like, yeah, (laughs) but they're not stepbrothers. They're regular brothers.
2: uh, And that was the lesson of stepbrothers, was that they really were brothers all along. Uh, Okay.
0: Um, Any more advice for these people?
2: Okay, sure. We could look at this through the paradigm of brotherhood and movies that have the word brother in the name. But yes, also this episode is about law and order, so we need to look at it through that paradigm. Ah, yes, yes, yes. One of them was an aggrieved party in a crime and the other was a criminal who was sentenced for it. Now we Mm -hmm. have the mom's take that he's not guilty. Mm -hmm. But that's that's just one person's view. But in the eyes of the law, he is guilty. You know,
0: like, If he wasn't, and this is so fucked up, it specifically states that he spent 15 years in and out of the penal system, which presumably means there was some recidivism or like it really did fuck up his life to the point where he just couldn't live a normal life once he got out. Let's, you know, the U.S. justice system, the carceral system isn't really made for rehabilitation. And uh, it's sad to think they kind of just got fucked over
2: from an early age for that reason. Also, it's crazy to put a 16 year old in adult prison. I didn't know we did that.
0: Yeah, I think he should have gone to like mall jail first. (laughs)
2: um yeah this isn't a fun one man this is sad let's get to the answer (laughs) all right well let's
0: read what this answer is from annie lane weird pick to uh choose to answer this
2: question um yeah who is this helping i thought like advice columns were generally supposed to be like at least in some sense applicable to like how can we all improve our lives? This is a very intensely <laughs> well, specific Some people question. have
0: very intense family uh, dynamics, you know? This is just like this week's yeah, episode see. of Atlanta.
2: I'm curious how she's, unlike us, where we're allowed to just waffle and be stupid, she has to actually try to answer this to the best of her abilities, which I think is an impossible task to try to do that and not sound stupid. So I really want to see what Annie's answer sounds like.
0: All right. Dear Torn Apart. There is so much past resentment that needs to be forgiven and worked through in therapy between the brothers and you, their mother. Without processing the deep hurt and resentment that each has towards the other every time they got together, it has a huge potential to end in a terrible fight. The fight only makes the rift deeper. They are grown adults, so they have to want to make their relationship work better. You can encourage each of them to forgive or to speak about their past hurts and traumas, but in the end... It has to be up to them to want to work on their relationship. That's it. And there's a little end note, uh, a little apt for what we've been talking about so far. How can I forgive my cheating partner is out now? Annie Lane's second anthology featuring favorite columns on marriage, infidelity, communication, and reconciliation. So, short answer and then a plug for her book.
2: Yeah, literally just seemed like, hey, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like a,
0: it's on them. I don't know what you're going to be able to do to fix it.
2: Go to therapy? yeah also they live in different states the yeah they're gonna that's, clearly that's a not hard thing working. to coordinate yeah.
0: All right, yeah law and order it ain't pretty baby this is what I was saying this is why I don't watch SVU it seems depressing at least law and order probably has some episodes about like embezzlement or like Tiger Woods being a sex addict
2: no that's law and order SVU baby I've seen that episode <laughs> okay well I
0: guess I, I guess there's some fun SVU Woods too then <laughs>
2: Why would you think that the episode about a sex addict would be in the regular Law and Order? Because
0: it's not illegal to be a sex addict. Why would that be in the
2: like? Oh, they 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 get into they find ways into those narratives too.
0: Hmm. All right. What you got first, Paul?
2: I have November 26, twenty twenty one. Dear Abby, I'm a forty two year old mother of three who has been in a relationship with a man almost six years. He is incarcerated. We started out as friends, things were great until this year, when he reconnected with an old girlfriend. I had a conversation with her over Facebook and she wanted to invite me out for coffee one day. I ended up messaging her later on that night and she told my boyfriend I had made her uncomfortable. She ended up blocking me on Facebook. Abby, he's now saying he's in love with both of us. I'm not allowed to talk about her and anything they talk about is none of my business. I do not get as many phone calls from him as I used to, and I think it's because of her. I'm not sure what her plans are, and I get the feeling she's trying to get me out of the picture. Please tell me what to do.
0: What did she message her? That's a weird thing to
2: omit. I don't know. If that's uh, She left it out. That well, seems intentional. It is funny that they were getting along well. They were going to go out for coffee and talk about how they both loved this man in prison, and mm-hmm. then she sent her something. That made her not want to talk to her anymore. That is odd that he just came out and told, You know what? You're in prison. You're lucky to have one girlfriend. You you get two and you're going to come out and tell her?
0: You get two of them things? I mean, that was bound to come out eventually, right? At some point, they both do a surprise visit, and he's there, and he's like, uh, uh, baby, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to do that thing from the sitcom where he's running between tables at the dinner, but it's, he's running between <laughs> boxes to talk on the different phones <laughs> behind the glass.
0: Um, I'm, I'm interested in the timeline here. So, a 42-year-old mother of three, this guy's been in a relationship with her for six years. They started out as friends, and at some point, they, he got in prison he got incarcerated
2: yeah the timeline isn't very clear on this it's not very clear when they became romantically interested in a, when he went to jail here's what i'm gonna say or do you think that he was in jail the whole time and she was a guard or like she was a journalist calling in to try to do like a,
0: <laughs> a serial thing a
2: sarah caning serial thing yeah that makes sense
0: that makes sense She's just a threesome Because, here's the thing, as soon as she says we should do a threesome, that guy is gonna be trying to get them to reconcile. (laughs) He'll do all (laughs) the work for you, of trying to get you guys to reconcile.
2: He's gonna be like, hubba hubba. uh, I know I
0: normally do Hannibal, (laughs) I know I normally do Hannibal Burr's jokes, for Paul, I'm gonna do an Amy Schumer joke this time. Uh, Men, when you tell them about you're gonna, that you're down for a threesome, they become like a goddamn wedding planner, they got like a (laughs) clipboard out, they got like one of those headphone speakers on. (laughs)
2: I'm not sure what her plans are to steal your man. I don't know know what you mean in that part, where you say I'm not sure what her plans are.
0: I I mean, she was the original one. How do you reconnect with an old girlfriend while in prison?
2: Male? Through a cell phone somebody snuck in with their asshole? In their asshole? (laughs) With their asshole? (laughs) (laughs) With their asshole. (laughs) Hmm. I like that you took
0: uh, a common advice column question which is my boyfriend is now in love with his ex too and you just added prison over it it makes it cooler
2: do you think he's telling the other prison mates about it like popped up on his bed like well sarah is just like a great cook but like anna listens so well
0: it's that episode of friends where like sarah has a whole bunch of things or whatever and at the end of it he's like well what's what's wrong with her She's not Anna. And then it cuts to the (laughs) the end credits or whatever.
1: Okay, let's do Julie. What's wrong with her? She's not
2: Rachel.
0: Do you think Abby being the way that she is, part of the advice is just going to be don't date a guy in prison?
2: Kind of, yeah. Yeah, she has that vibe, right? It's going to be like, you should rank up to a guy who works at a prison. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) My advice is not going to be if Abby says that, that you shouldn't be dating someone who's in prison. I don't think that necessarily makes him a bad person. But it would be cool if you explained why he was there.
2: (laughs) It would be a good little detail. I know. Both our columns is like, damn, you guys are leaving out a lot of drama.
0: Also, you didn't, a 42 year old mother of three, like, maybe doesn't want all that baggage, but like, it would have been nice if you had sent us like comparison photos of you two or, you know. (laughs)
2: adrian we all know every advice column would be better if we got photos of every person involved but we don't live in that (laughs) that's true
0: (laughs) that's true it would make everything so much easier that's gonna be my hook for my advice column when i get one is like you have to send pictures of everybody involved or at least sketches
2: you have to send pictures i won't necessarily publish them but i am gonna give a description of how hot you are in my (laughs) eyes to the audience
0: yeah i wish i wish she had given us more of like a side-by-side comparison about how she's
2: better than this hussy is she so? She said something to make her uncomfortable. Clearly doesn't have great social skills. Mm. How do you explain to your kids that their new daddy is a man who's been incarcerated for six years?
0: Uh, I think they have children's books about that, don't they? <laughs> daddy's, daddy's in the slammer. <laughs> My new daddy's m- in the slammer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mommy married a felon. I'm sure they probably have that now.
0: Also, if she blocked you on Facebook, message her a different way.
2: Oh, that's always the normal uh, thing to do. If-
0: yeah, I'd just be like, hey, I think you accidentally blocked me on Facebook. <laughs> 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 also, I know that I said the thing about how, like, the o- old girlfriend's technically the OG in terms of, like, the timeline, but the timeline that we're given here is that she is dating this guy, and then some point during their six-year relationship... no oh, no, he's in... Oh, yeah, six years is how long he's been in the relationship... At some point, he reconnected with his old girlfriend. I mean, at at a certain point, you have to define for yourself whether or not that's cheating. Whether or not that's a deal breaker for you. That's a deal breaker, ladies.
2: Well, he said he's in love with both of them. So that is cheating. He did cheat.
0: Yeah. I think you can do better. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe you can't. Maybe you think this is all you got. But I think you can probably do better.
2: I think so, too. I also... I'm still confused why after... He reconnected with the old girlfriend. (laughs) They tried to reach out to each other on Facebook.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Why did they need to hang out?
2: (laughs) They have a lot in common. They're dating this cool dude. It's true. Maybe they had other things in common. Also, this mother of three, a single mother of three. Well, maybe the kid's dad helped. So maybe she's not a single mother of three. But yeah, how does she have time for all of this? That seems like a lot. Like, I just can't imagine taking care of three kids and going out for coffee with my current incarcerated boyfriends. (laughs) I think so, but
0: I think another part of it is that having a relationship that mostly just involves having a phone call every now and then seems like a pretty low-maintenance
2: relationship. All right, you want to hear this answer? Yeah. Dear Crowded. Forgive me for seeming negative, but from what you have written, I don't think this man is in love with either of you. What you should do is reassess your relationship with this 2 time felon. His ex-girlfriend mm. may indeed be maneuvering to get you out of the picture, and my advice to you, which I sincerely hope you will follow, is to let her do it. You may have started out as friends with this man, but friends do not treat friends the way he has been treating you. Mm-mm-mm. You know what? I gotta agree with Abby on this one. It seems, uh, like you said, it seems like this woman is not valuing herself. She is not loving herself. She's not putting herself first and foremost. Abby's advice is usually a little too short, but in this case, there wasn't much else to say. Yeah, I would say uh, focus on your kiddos. Bradley's doing really well in baseball. They're saying he might make it to state.
0: Jaden, Braden, and Caden, they need a little bit more of your time.
2: Oh, okay. Just change their cats. names. I already said one of them was called Bradley, but fine. Okay, they're Jaded That's Birdie. his middle no name. Oh, he just he goes went by that by. for a brief oh. period.
0: Yeah, I'm building the lore of this family. All right, third seggy.
2: Third seggy. So for this third segment, we're calling it the Court of Public Opinion. Me and Adrian, we have a lot of hot takes, but we also do like some things. We have favorites, mm-hmm.
1: and so we're mm-hmm. gonna
2: give the public the opinion to put in their rebuttals. Your Your Honor, I, I object. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Adrian, can you say more court stuff?
0: Uh, you're, I'm out of order.
2: This whole courtroom is out of order. Exactly. And so that's what the public, the court of public opinion, is going to be saying to me and Adrian's favorite films in this third segment, where we will be debating, arguing, and the court of law will be arguing against the defendants, the public, by taking our favorite films, finding very low scoring reviews on IMDb and letterboxed of those films, and the other person will act as, uh, like for Adrian, for example, he really likes uh, Scott Pilgrim, so I would go find low-scored reviews of Scott Pilgrim and give Adrian a chance to rebut the reasons people don't like that movie or explain why he likes it, despite the flaws mentioned in those reviews.
0: Yes, and I want to make sure that you're being fair and balanced in your uh, rebuttal.
2: Yes, we will act as a jury and as a coalescer of information. And
0: executioner.
2: A lot of hats.
0: All right, Paul, are you
2: ready? I am ready. All right, you want to go first? Sure, give me a movie you like. Dogtooth. So Dogtooth, for those of you that don't know, is a Yorgos Lansimos film from his uh, Greek era when he was still directing in Greece. And it is about a man who keeps his kids at home and makes them think that the outside world, outside of like a small courtyard and house that he owns, everything outside of there is a scary, violent world and never lets them step foot outside of that area. And it's all about like the psychological drama and control he keeps uh, over his kids.
0: Got a great eerie opening scene where... uh you come into a conversation with them at the dinner table and you can see that his kids are using the wrong words for things.
2: Breast Valley gave this a half-star review on Letterboxd.
0: Wait, what's that username?
2: Breast Valley.
0: Okay. Really excited to hear what their opinion is. Dog. Also, I wanted to pick one that we both liked for the first one. That way, if I needed you to back me up on this
2: one before I gained my confidence. Dog Tooth. More like dog shit. Nothing happens. Nothing gets resolved. They did that
0: thing. They did that thing that you always say. (laughs)
2: Nothing happens, nothing gets resolved, and shocking things happen only to shock you. I really dislike it, but considering it was directed by the same guy who di- directed Killing of a Sacred Deer, it was more disappointing as that movie, movie I really liked.
0: I mean, Breast Valley's got bars. They really did a name flip on it. Um, I absolutely disagree with the idea that it's shock value for the sake of shock value. I think it has a very uh, intent. It has intent behind it. And since I'm defending an art house movie, I can just say that person didn't get it because they're a troglody. Uh They probably dropped out of school. They're probably a little dumb, dumb boy. They probably work at McDonald's flipping burgers. Uh, and so I don't care what your opinion on it is. Maybe go back to watching Fast and Furious 7.
2: You defeated them with facts and logic. Did not <laughs> get emotional at all.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Come with the king, best not miss.
2: Ozzy says, this movie is nothing. It's a boring film that never goes anywhere and has... Way too little to say, except every now and then wasn't that shocking. The world it weaves is dark and twisted and the movie just inhabits it with no bigger purpose, which could be fine. But there's no conflict and no tension except in short bursts. There's no struggle. There's no story. There's just shit. Their lives are quietly super fucked up and they have no idea. They kind of get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: not, not totally mad at them. Yeah, that could have just been a much higher review. <laughs> it could have just had more stars next to it.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So I'm looking at Paul's five star ratings on Letterboxd. Let's do a, another artsy one. Let's, do, let's go what, like for like on that one. Uh, this is a little ditty called The Lighthouse. Okay. Would you like to describe that movie?
2: The Lighthouse is a Robert Eggers film starring Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe as basically the only two characters. They are a lighthouse keeper and a lighthouse keeper's assistant um, who I guess is like on a, what is it, like half year uh, contract to work Mm -hmm. at the lighthouse. And uh, Robert Pattinson shows up uh, to work that contract as the assistant. And it's about their slow descent into madness Mm -hmm. their dispute with one another it is artsy in the sense that it's shot in a four three aspect ratio and in black and white and in black and white and a lot of their descent into madness is also like nonsensical and uh what what would you call it like sailor speak
0: all right well i'm gonna read this one from a very obviously british man neil fraser half a star This was rubbish. How are you people saying it's scary and a horror? It's just shit.
2: Mm, I think my rebuttal to that would be, are people saying it's scary and a horror? I think people were...
0: That's how it's listed, right?
2: Is it listed as a horror film? In which case, you know what? I sympathize with this man. He was misled.
0: Okay, so you're fine with that.
2: Yeah. If this man was going in looking for the ring and he got the lighthouse, I, I don't blame him for being like, wait, what? Come on. All right. i don't want to i don't this... I don't believe in false marketing
0: okay all right this one's from crowd blimp seriously a complete disgrace to cinema by abusing the most precious tool a filmmaker has show not tell that's because everything is literally shown and nothing makes sense i don't think eggers has any idea what the heck he wants to do with this steaming dog crap garbage writing is awful it's cringeworthy wannabe period piece nonsense. I can't stand both Pattinson or Defoe, which takes a whole lot of effort and expertise to do. Pretentious for no reason, it's not smart, and it's brainless because there is no meaning or direction behind it all. This might as well have been directed by no one, and it could have been better. But fortunately, Eggers is here to take control of the steering wheel and crash the ship into a mountain of rock six times the size of the Titanic Glacier. Uh, Wow, you're so smart for using black and white. Wow. Love when he could- I'm not going to spoil that. A dude really read two mythology books, threw together a script written by himself and a preschooler, and applied a noir, a noir Snapchat filter. Well, actually it's deep because it means oopsie, oop, oh, I pooped my diaper. <laughs> uh expert craftsmanship. Good job.
2: Um the part where he says the writing is bad, I disagree with cuz I thought it was both especially Willem Dafoe's unhinged rants and odd jumps between moods were incredibly entertaining and often really funny and just telling enough to be interesting while still kind of remaining poetic and being vague enough that it constantly was holding a sense of tension throughout the film. The part where he said wannabe period piece, I don't really know about that, I think it it would literally be impossible to argue with the fact that it's a period piece. I, I don't know what he meant with wannabe period piece. I think factually that was just what it is. It was definitely a period piece. The whole thing about how it was trying too hard by being black and white to be artsy, he called it, oh, we'll just throw a noir filter, but I think that's more telling about him that he thinks everything that's black and white has to be considered noir. Ooh, got him.
0: Got him. I think you, uh... Uh, gavel down, gavel down. Court is in out of session because Paul just whipped that boy's ass.
2: All right, Adrian, give me another movie.
0: Let's let's go with a horror genre. How about uh, Perfect Blue? Ooh, Perfect Blue.
2: That's a good one. Uh, do you want to give uh, the audience a rundown of Satoshi Kon in Perfect Blue?
0: Uh, Perfect Blue is a horror movie uh, animated uh, from Japan. Japanese director about a uh, pop idol in a three-person group that decides to quit the group and go out on her own. Um, and it's about a self or not a self. It's about a fan that is obsessed with her and stalks her. Um, and also her own kind of like journey of like understanding who she is. And then,
2: you know, dealing with uh, being stopped by
0: maybe more than one person.
2: And I'll mention that uh, I had given it a four and a half star review on Letterboxd.
0: Oh, I didn't even see that. How about your five stars right now?
2: What are they shown to our children these days? I have 50 nieces and nephews myself, And to think this is the kind of cartoon they could see on the telly. The makers of this are sick in the head. And should go to be chucked away in the loony bin where they belong. Not a single cheeky laugh. No funny stories. Like Dennis and Nasher teaching the softies a lesson like they Wait, could all Wait, okay, days.
0: no, hold on. But this is the same as the other guy. Like you were misled in thinking that this was a children's movie because it was animated. <laughs> this
2: cartoon is proper naughty as well. And no parent should let there.
0: Yeah, I mean, If yeah, that's um. What was uh? What's the recent? What's the recent phenomenon of that? There's an animated movie that just came out where people were like, "I work at a theater, and it was so fun to see kids and their parents go in thinking that it was a a kids movie because it was animated." There was something really recently where that was like the, the discussion around it. But yeah, I mean, this person was misled.
2: So is there some uh? There's some damning critiques around the uh, rape scene. My issue with this movie is that it's disgusting. It's directed by a male who decided that uncomfortably long rape scenes are an effective way to express the idea of the pressure of stardom. In context at least it had potential, but it was wasted on the exploitative sexualization of rape. Everyone understands the idea of what rape is, you don't need to make disturbing scenes like this to get the idea across. It was a shitty ass movie.
0: I don't think that critique is valid. I think it's a, a an important scene for the movie. I, I think I it's valid. Think, uh... Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that's, uh, this is goes back to my, from like early episode. Like I think being like, a, it's a male director, so he can't make a movie with a rape scene or that. I guess it's, it is a little bit long, but I, I don't know. I don't think that's really like a, certainly not a reason to like throw the baby out with the bathwater.
2: Yeah, I think when I read critiques like that, I understand the idea of why trigger warnings are so necessary, because I do feel bad for these people who feel so disgusted by that sort of content, but I also feel like I don't believe in censoring media and that it does make a point. I, I don't want that person to see something they don't want to see, but I also don't believe in censoring other people, so I guess trigger warnings is the right way to handle something like that. Yeah, I think so,
0: content warnings. Anything else? I know I watched it with Phil, and uh, he was intrigued by it. Uh, And he said he was going to watch it again at some point, because he he was intrigued enough that he wanted to rewatch it. Whereas a fun thing to do for this third segment would have been to get him to do a review of I'm thinking of ending things. (laughs) I think it might be the one rift in our relationship where he still is upset with me for showing him that movie. (laughs) Like, every time we talk about differences in our taste in movies, which I'm not even, like, that artsy of a movie person. He's like, yeah, I guess I should just watch I'm Thinking of Ending Things again. <laughs> and I was like, I, I just, I thought it was going to be really good. I liked it. I don't know. <laughs>
2: like- I don't know. I, I have my problems with, uh, you know, I have my mm. problems with what's his name? um, Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, right. I'm not going to be the one to sit here and defend I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Mm-hmm starting at about 30 at starting at about the 30 minute mark the ghost of satoshi khan started violently nudging and winking at me while repeatedly asking if i get it i can't deny it's a beautifully animated movie though and unsaturated color palettes are love just wish i liked it
0: oh well that i I could have a i could sit down and have a beer with that person and talk to them, them about the movie that they seem reasonable my okay my rebuttal to that and you know my rebuttal game, crazy. Give me your number. We should hang out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go opposite. I'm gonna go for instead of us defending artsy or like well lauded movies, I'm gonna make you defend one of your four and a half stars. That's almost certainly gonna have some legitimate critiques. Uh, do you want to do Tokyo Drift? Do you want to do She's the Man?
2: <laughs> um, either one. I think I could defend either one.
0: Mm, I agree with your good time rating. That was a four and a half star. All right, let's do She's the Man. Where they're going to complain about the time to pounce scene. <laughs> Let's see who cancels who, woke mob.
2: <laughs> I know. She's the man. She's the man would legitimately get canceled nowadays by J.K. Rowling for encouraging the <laughs> trans identity.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, she's the man. Paul. Mm-hmm. Classic uh, rom-com. What would you call it? Sports rom-com.
2: Yeah. Starring Amanda. Also, Taunt. if she's
0: the man that is like four and a half, why isn't Bend it like Beckham? Do you just hate brown women?
2: Starring Amanda Bynes as a... uh, Who's the male lead? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Starring Amanda Bynes as a soccer player who has to pretend to be her twin brother so that she can play high school soccer at the level she wants to. Oh, she also wants to attend... Wait, no. She wants to attend that school because her soccer team got cut? What happened at her original school? I can't school? remember.
0: It's been a long time. Her all-female soccer team, I think they di- they, they were traveling on a plane to a game and they all died in a plane crash.
2: <laughs> her original soccer team got cut because the like coach was sexist, so she had to jo- go to another school and pretend to be a guy so she could play soccer there. And uh and then it's all about her falling in love with her dorm mate at that new school that she starts attending.
0: Yeah, and there's that scene where he gets a nosebleed and she pulls out a tampon.
2: Yeah, and he's like, "Bro, why do you have that?" I mentioned that she has to pretend to be a guy, so it's all about like the hijinks of her falling in love with another guy and him being like, mm-hmm. "Bro, are you what are you gay?" You make you make my you tickle my pickle. <laughs> and I don't know why. That is the drama of the movies. He's worried he's gay because he's attracted to his roommate, who's a woman dressed as a man. All
0: right. Are you ready for this review? Yes. Watched by Annette. Half a star. I would rate this movie Minus 1 million, if I could. By the way, this is a really reasonable critique. Everything about this movie angers me. I just saw a clip of it on my TikTok, and it actually ruined my night. Actually, would rather have have bugs permanently under my skin if it could cause this movie to cease from existence. I hope everybody in this cast and production goes to jail for life.
1: They want
2: David Cross to go to jail for life? Yeah. Also, this person only watched a clip of it on TikTok yeah <laughs> i don't think it's literally
0: what we were saying before
2: <laughs> john your honor i i, I moved to have this thrown out of court this is a damn kangaroo court <laughs> all right
0: that's all you got to say about that.
2: yeah I don't, I don't know if i need to really uh prove this person wrong who saw a clip on tiktok and wants right, everybody I got... involved with the film to die <laughs> no go to straight to jail oh straight to jail (laughs) what's that uh what's that fred arvison character from uh parks and rec straight to jail yeah yeah
0: yeah. undercooked chicken straight Straight to jail (laughs) overcooked chicken straight to jail (laughs) what is that like perfectly cooked chicken Oddly enough straight to jail
2: (laughs) crew member on cheese the man straight to jail
0: okay this is from funny guy which he had to have been there pretty early to get that username i assume (laughs) Uh, half a star. So that means he's like an OG cinephile. Uh, number one, which universe did this take place in? Number two, Lars, why doesn't
2: I, I just going ahead and answer? I guess number one.
0: Why doesn't the law? Why don't? Why doesn't the laws of physics apply? Uh, this is a uh, his grammar, not mine. I mean, honestly, the film starts with a guy saying that that the girl can't compete with men, which is just a fact. The girl latches out like a crazy person, <laughs> and somehow she's in the right. <laughs> It's pure delusion. No wonder we live in a post fact world when stuff like this is made. Biology is still biology. FYI, there are 13-year-old boys out there who are better than any women can ever be in football. That's a fact. Horrid film that promotes mental delusion.
2: Oh my god. Paul? Uh, No critiques. Perfect review. (laughs) Perfect
0: review of a movie? So you agree that it, it fails at suspension of disbelief
2: <laughs> that a woman could ever be as good a man as a man at anything uh yeah I, I he's right i do disagree with the fundamental premise of the movie that a woman could compete at a man's level in any sport
0: that's such a cool review
2: what the fuck like she's the man came out before all this culture war bullshit about about trans issues like yeah. why is this guy like a villain from the modern era transported to reviewing a 2008 film oh that
0: one was from like 2021
2: oh got you so it, also it's somebody who just goes back to find old media that they consider too woke <laughs> that might be a shtick honestly he's, he's funny guy. <laughs> he's funny guy and
0: you know what i I just like that there's a, a a soccer movie that's high in your uh ratings i think that's uh that's fun for me that's why i'm gonna end this one
2: We're going to do Walk Hard if you want to explain to the audience what that is.
0: All right. Yeah, it's uh, John C. Riley playing a, um, is it supposed to be like a one for one thing with uh, Johnny Cash or I don't know. It's just a country music uh, biopic um, spoof. The rise to fame of a country boy who ends up becoming a big time singer and the trials and tribulations of love and life that come along with that kind of stardom famously has one of the best reoccurring bets with Tim Meadows in the bathroom. If you know, you know.
2: Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, is predominantly a spoof of musical biopics that, through an absence of charm, not only often feels like a bad in Brothers films, but undoubtedly a missed opportunity due to it simply not being smart nor funny enough. It stumbles at being fun and comes off more like a mean-spirited, crude mocking ticking off of cliches, which became tiresome very quickly. That
0: seems like it was written by someone who's like really into the Beatles or something, where like... They take it personally that they spooked certain noticeable moments in people's lives. But I think for anyone who's not just super dick writing something like that, I think it's a pretty obviously like a pretty funny movie. Like you can't you can't like the writer's room was stacked in that in that movie.
2: Also, why do they think it's an insult that it's a Wayne's Brothers movie? I disagree with that. Yeah,
0: Yeah. So to that person, what I would say is I don't think there's any version of this movie that would have made you happy. And I don't think there's any version of many things that make you happy. You seem like a miserable person.
2: Probably one of my least favorite movies. My boyfriend made me watch it with him. And maybe it's just because he hasn't ever seen a Christopher Guest movie, but he thought this one was hilarious. I, on the other hand, was raised on mockumentaries that were well done, like Waiting for Guffman, A Mighty Wand, etc. This one was just bad. It was overdone and didn't take itself seriously. It was simply too goofy for me. It was making fun of itself, but not even in but not even in a funny way. I don't know. It just enrages me, and it was terrible.
0: Uh, I mean, I can see this being a movie that your boyfriend shows you that you don't like, but the extent to which they're pulling out the uh, oh, is no, it's no. Well, who was it, Chris Gethard? <laughs> who was the person they were mentioning?
2: Uh, Christopher Guest.
0: I don't know who that is, but that sounds pretentious. You seem annoying. I think you guys should break up uh your boyfriend seems like a rude dude with dude I'll tell you what and my other point is that uh what did they say that like it didn't take itself seriously or that
2: that it was making fun of itself but not even in a funny way
0: i don't know it seems like you're a miserable person who's going to die alone after your boyfriend realizes that you're terrible and breaks up with you and then also just go go fucking watch documentary now then there's two seasons of it or whatever okay oh, let's do one that i know has been a long time favorite of yours uh in bruges
2: oh yeah Okay, In Bruges is a film about two hitmen in Britain. One of them, while shooting through the intended target, a bullet flies through the target and hits a child. And so because he's murdered a child, he goes to Bruges in Belgium to hide out with another hitman friend of his. Um, And it is about their time in Bruges the one who committed the murder coming to terms with the crime he's committed and his guilt and the fact that he hates Bruges and the other person basically just trying to be his tender. And yeah, I think you just have to watch the movie to see how it evolves from there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Good soundtrack too. Or good score. Uh, Okay. Fairy Films 8. And Paul, I promise I'm not just picking TikTokers. I'm picking legitimate people coming up with real, Critiques of the movie. It's directed by... How do you pronounce his name? McDonough?
2: Yeah, I think so. I don't know.
0: Uh, McDonough is racist and ableist. It's a shame that this film could have been so good without the gross undertone. His other plays and films also have dwarves and black people being the target of racist and ableist abuse. I don't know how he got this far getting away with it. Probably because he's a white cis man, but this has angered me so much.
2: Yeah, I guess I can see where she's coming from, but my reading, especially the dwarf character... By the way, I think they like to be called little people, right? Or it's dwarf. Are you cancelling this person? What? Are
0: you cancelling this person for their use of language?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. They're not not magical fantasy creatures, right? Little people is the correct terminology. Mm -hmm. Even in the movie, that's uh, covered, right? We don't like to be called... In that movie, Mm -hmm. he's offended that the character calls him a midget, but he's... uh... Yeah, which
0: I think is the much more offensive term.
2: It's basically the N-word. But... He's very humanized in that movie. His entire character is like, yeah, I deal with discrimination, but then it's like literally just constantly showing how he's a real dude who's both himself racist and troubled in his own ways and is a fully fleshed out and real
0: character. Uh, Paul goes to uh, headline, Paul goes at length to defend problematic characters.
2: And then the dwarf himself is racist. So that's another example I guess she was referencing. But then- one of the main characters re- literally calls him out for his racism as part of the dialogue, literally going, what are you talking about, you coked-out moron, going on at length about a race war. Uh, Here's my problems with racism. I mean, it's literally acknowledged in the script. And so, I don't know, I guess maybe she thought the script didn't, didn't handle it well enough. She didn't really seem to engage with that at all.
0: Alles war kann sehen, ein, ein film, wat et alles was... Fach alles, fuck, schlecht alles, wat kut, uch, sehr emotionärend, not. Quodak in null kon gewen. Uh,
2: technically under American legal law, I don't have to acknowledge the existence of a kraut. <laughs>
1: whoa, whoa,
0: You would not say that? <laughs> Careful. Careful. <laughs> Did you know what language I was going for? And also, I don't know what language this is.
2: It sounded like German based on how you were kind of enunciating.
0: That's kind of what it looked like to me. But honestly, this could be like Swedish or Czech. I don't know. Mm. But let me find you a different one that you can actually respond to then. I used to like this film a great deal. Watched it two nights in a row. Gave it five stars. Then a few months later, downgraded it. But today I gave it a rewatch. I didn't like it at all. It felt a lot slower, too long. And by like 40 minutes, I felt bored and ready to switch off. I carried on watching for the rest. It meant, something. it meant watching one of the worst performances of all time in Jordan Prentice playing the high uh, little person. His lines were shockingly written and just annoying and frustrating to watch. Eh, it seems like the same critique. It went up to Ralph Fien- Fiennes appearing, but turns out even he can't hold up this film with just his shoulders. It's not the actors watching Brendan Gleeson and Ralph in another film uh is something i'd sure like but for this film it just didn't work has to be due to the writing looking back bad writing bad plot slow pace and awful characters equals a messy bad film so this was a this is a convert
2: yeah i would say if you watch any film three times in a month or whatever this guy did whatever insane schedule he was on yeah the film might seem slower the fifth time when you know everything that's gonna happen maybe get some hobbies yeah, what the fuck? How do you have that sort of free time? Of course I don't trust your opinion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright, alright. I, I believe that. Alright, so what have I done? I've done a horror, I've done a comedy, and I've done an artsy movie. Um, Ratatouille. Because I, I will defend on my life that that's the best Pixar movie.
2: Um, So I will say, I don't know if this one's meant to be a comedy review, because it's very odd, but... I fucking hate Ratatouille. Stupid ass little fucking rat. I wish Remy fell into a fucking boiling pot and burned to death in scolding hot water. Stupid fucking Whoa. rat. Do you know what I hate more than fucking Ratatouille? The Ratatouille 2007 video game. I remember sitting there bawling my eyes out while playing Get an Outback Jack's restaurant on PlayStation 2 because I didn't know what to do. It made me feel like a stupid rat. I fucking hate Ratatouille. The only redeeming element of the game is that I could fucking kill Remy.
0: Uh, That seems harsh. Also, there's a video game for sanitary.
2: Uh, another uh, half a star review. It's just a rat making food. It's unsanitary AF. This is how the plague happened. And the fact that this has such a high rating is disgusting. and says a lot about society. Wait, wait,
0: no, no, no. That's, that's the <laughs> coolest way to try and cancel the movie.
2: <laughs> Not only that, but you have you heard people say it's better than Wally and even Cars 2. And that's horrific. I don't even begin to explain why. I hate this movie. And if Disney had any decency, they would delete it once and for all.
0: How? In what sense? He thinks they can put it in the Disney vault forever. (laughs) Wait, that was all one review, right? The thing about the bubonic plague and then... Yeah. Or was that... Okay. Um, He's not cooking the food directly. That's kind of the point. That's kind of a big part of it. Also, like literally, it's one of those things, like when people talk about how... um, Wakanda, like, perfectly describes, like, an ethnostate or whatever. It's like, did you watch to the end of the movie? Like, mm-hmm. they literally get a health citation and, like, they're not allowed to do that anymore with the rats in the kitchen. <laughs> That's part of it, is at the end, they're like, yeah, this isn't allowed, you can't but do this. But then they
2: open another restaurant where they do exactly that again.
0: Nah, I mean, he's not, like, It doesn't have his whole family in there, like, during the scene where they get caught. You're allowed one rat per kitchen. <laughs> you know, like, you know how, like, in a peanut butter jar, you're allowed certain parts, like, parts per million of insect parts like you know you're allowed one rat in the kitchen also remy's clean dog so for this one i'm flipping the script i'm gonna do one of your one star or one half star ones and i'm gonna read you a five star review okay okay i'm gonna do one maybe one of your one stars because i think there's more interesting movies there like american psycho
2: yeah not a fan
0: never watched it i always i always heard it was cool did not care for it okay well let let's that's one where i'm pretty certain i can find a good five star review on this guy
2: that one makes oh. me feel bad. I don't want to offend people. Let's not do that. We don't need to put it out there that I didn't care for that movie.
0: Really? That's like an actual thing? That's a that's a threshold?
2: Okay, fine.
0: <laughs> is this like someone you know, like their favorite movie?
2: I feel like a lot of people I know really like this movie. When you run in leftist circles, a lot of people like American Psycho.
0: Oh, what do you think Liz from Truanon <laughs> is going to hear this?
2: I don't understand. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Go ahead.
0: Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Speaking of your uh, aforementioned comment, so much to analyze in this film. In this film. I almost said movie. It speaks to everything. It's the perfect American movie. It's about consumerism. It's about capitalism. It's about vanity. It's about metrosexualism. It's about masculinity. It's maybe OMG about femininity. It's about existence. It's about sexuality. It's about greed. It's about decadence. It's about everything. It's so crafty and brilliant. I'm so glad it's finally getting its worthy recognition.
2: You know what? I'm perfectly happy with that person leaving that four star review of the film because I feel like imagining the type of person who would say that about a film is the perfect way to describe that Mm. film as a package.
0: How do you feel about the idea that just a movie being about all those things is what (laughs) qualifies it as a perfect five out of five? (laughs) Like, I could make a movie about all those things.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I mean, I've always said that the quality of a movie is the number of themes it racks up by the end. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the number of motifs. And bruh, if we're getting into metaphors, illusions, and homages... Ooh! All right, Adrian, what did we learn from this? The
0: ability to discuss films... Has been tainted by
2: TikTok and TikTok uh, critiques of movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I we were looking at the lowest scored reviews. There's like a bias to who's going to go on to review something like that. And it's going to be somebody who was like actively offended by a film, but... It is sad to see, like, movies just judged by the idea that they... Honestly, in a weird parallel to, like, American Psycho having a high review because that person was like, it tackled the issues of blank, blank, and blank when a movie had a Mm -hmm. low review because it was like, it had depictions of blank, blank, and blank. And it's like, is that a metric of quality? Is that it, Mm. like, literally just filled out a checklist of depicting certain things? Like, Mm -hmm. in what context did it depict them? What was it saying about the things it depicted... Was it wrong to depict those things because it might offend people, or was it wrong because it didn't critique them heavily?
0: Mm-hmm. All right. And just like our theme, Law and Order, anyone who commits uh, those sins of including those things, straight to jail? Straight to jail. My no-cap is... Critiquing a thing you like is not a critique of you. I didn't do that, so that's why is that my no-cap? My no-cap is, uh... Watch, watch Walk Hard. It's really funny if you haven't watched it. My no-cap is, uh...
1: One of us had better call up the cops And so Petty calls the To go down when a cop them him over to the side of the road. Just like the time before and the time before that. In Patterson, that's just the way things go. If you're black, you might as well not show up on the street. Lest you wanna drive the heat.